We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, December 22nd. We'll be taking a look for GPP strategy for the week 16 main slate. Main slate on Sunday, nine game slate. I know tomorrow there's a there's a, there's a three game slate. We have content for that. Hit that thumbs up button. First thing in the door, I'll wave my thumbs at you. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know when we go live here on the YouTube channel. Talking about Saturday's slate, I see I see right here, hitting the nuts, Squirrel Patrol, John Breslin. You already have stuff up for the Saturday slate. You can see here with, uh, you know, your face over here and a little little squirrel, right, over, over here. Maybe that could, that maybe that, is that Dean? Is that Dean looking for the nuts? <laughs> Dean's looking for the nuts. He's, he sees the peanuts here and he's, 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 he's looking for it. So you do have stuff up for the Saturday slate, but we're not going to talk necessarily about that on today's show. Yeah, I feel like I just finished that article like a few hours ago. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so yeah, just up uh, Saturday slate. It should be actually like some, it should be a fun Saturday slate. Uh, it's only two games, you know, one after the other. We actually haven't had that kind of slate, I think, in a while. Um, we've had like double headers where both games are at the same time. We've had like the sequential like three game slates. I think it's our first like, one game followed by another game uh, in, a, in a while. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be like dominated by Bills. Um, and yeah, the Sunday slates might be dominated by uh, yeah some of the other like high scoring teams. So we'll see. Okay. Well, Sunday, Christmas Eve, I know how you're handling it. I'm, I'm playing less lineups because I, I got to go up to my mother-in-law's for Christmas Eve. So I'll be, I'll only be playing five lineups. So it's going to be slit. I have to really, really iron out what I, what I'm going to do. I'm going to be playing the hundred dollar spy, fifty dollar red zones, thirty three dollar five max. Obviously, I throw my lineups kind of in like the play action and the flea flicker. You never know what happens there. Uh, let's take a look at this nine game slate. Uh, the thing that I noticed from a macro standpoint is that, for the most part, 
the team, the differences between many of these teams total wise, the, the spreads aren't that big. It's like a lot of, a lot of closer games. Like we, we don't see these, like one team is favored by two touchdowns or anything like that, but I know it's a recurring theme, John. We have the dolphins and the Cowboys. This game, I mean, I think this game that this slate is going to be headlined by three games, but this one, the the Miami Dolphins, the Cowboys one, is the most interesting one because stack wise, you really can't get to it unless you make like major concessions in your lineup. But I know, John, your your style sometimes is to do what others aren't when the totals are high. So. I don't get, if I run lineups, I don't get many Tua stacks. I don't get many Prescott stacks. Is this something that you'd be targeting more just because this is quite obviously the game that could have, like, that could this this could be the 45 to 38 game, and maybe it overshadows everything else on the slate. Yeah, it's like you read my mind. We, had, we do very little preparation for this show. <laughs> I, couldn't have, I couldn't have, like, sent you my thoughts in detailed form any better. Um, that is uh, the first thing that I, I thought when I looked at this slate. This is actually one of the slates where there's like the biggest difference between reading about the slate, reading about the games ahead of time, and then sitting down with like projections and optimizers and stuff and like running projected lineups. Like I thought I was going to see a ton of like Cowboys and Dolphins and like, man, how do we like get away from this like one game dominating the slate? And it, there is like a game dominating a slate. And when I run projections, it's not this game, <laughs> which I found really interesting. Um, you know, you know, so it, it tends to be like more of like Detroit and Minnesota that I'm getting when I run projections. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting because I was like, oh, that's a little bit like a sneaky game. Like, I don't, nobody's going to want to play like Nick Mullins. Uh, but like, yeah, a ton of people are going to play Nick Mullins, I think. <laughs> um, and so, and we're not seeing ownership on like on, on CD Lamb and and like and um, you know the Dolphins like Raheem Mostert. Uh, like these guys are looks like they're not going to be played, which sets up a really interesting dynamic, I think, because. It's the projections are based off of the median outcomes, um, and median outcomes like you can't find enough like cheap players to afford all of these, you know, Dallas and and Miami guys that are really expensive. Uh, but that kind of gives us an opportunity, right? Because we want to play off of like ceiling outcomes, not really median projections. Um, and I do, I think that the Dallas like Miami game has like the highest kind of ceiling of any game on the slate. But then, how would you play it? Because it seems like like the field or the the most comfortable way to build your lineups is to build with a stack from some other game and then play CD lamb as a one-off Tyreek Hill as a one-off Pollard as a one-off Mostert as a one-off Jake Ferguson is, is there a tight end. We have some more popular tight ends in that price range. Uh, but I'm not sure. Like, like I don't think in any circumstance you're playing like, a two a Tyreek CD Lamb lineup. Like it's kind of to me, it's it's gonna it, it's going a little too far to fit both Lamb and Hill into your lineup. But based on our projections, we actually have CD Lamb projected for higher raw points than Tyreek Hill. I don't know about you, but I know Tyreek Hill is questionable. He's probably gonna play. It's it's hard. To, it's see, yeah, CD Lamb's great. He could go 10 for 160 and two touchdowns. Yeah, obviously. But Tyreek Hill could play half a game and still score 40 points. 
And with the pricing the way it is, with more people maybe looking to play an $8,100 Justin Jefferson in the Vikings game, how much interest do you have in just playing Tua plus Tyreek and the Dolphins have the highest implied point total? And if you played Tua Tyreek for most of the season, you're probably up. Why stop? Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, I don't even know like how much Tua I'll get. Uh, it probably depends on the site. Like, okay, just because we're getting to that time of year where on DraftKings, you get like a ton of cheap quarterbacks. Like okay, writing up the Saturday article, like the quarterbacks, it's Josh Allen and three guys who just took over their teams within the last like week or two. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jake Browning, uh, Easton Stick, and and uh, Mason the Red Nose Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> you know, all all playing on Saturday. Um, they just you know they've been backups for most of the season. Um, and so we're starting to get those guys on DraftKings that are super cheap. And just looking at the price, uh, yeah, two is like 7,800. I mean, you can drop down like 2,000 and get still get it like a decent quarterback. Um, you're still getting like Geno Smith. Um, you know, to drop down 2,500, you're getting Nick Mullins. I think a lot of people are going to do that. And you can drop even further down. Um, I think on FanDuel, like you don't get as much savings, like dropping down a quarterback. And the, the quarterback scores, you tend not to see an outlier. Like some, yeah, sometimes the guy's going to go, you know, four touchdowns, 300 yards on DraftKings, get the three-point bonus or whatever. And then, you know, if they're putting up 30, 40 points on, on DraftKings and FanDuel as a, as a quarterback, that's starting to separate. But I, I like the idea, especially on DraftKings, of maybe playing one of the cheaper quarterbacks. But you you do have to, like, kind of hard-code lock in CeeDee Lamb and Tyree Kill then to get them uh, because you're just getting a ton of Justin Jefferson if you run if you were on like optimal lineups, just because the savings is so much. Well, talking about uh, quarterbacks that do have a ceiling that could be an outlier. One of the, I think the popular quarterback on the slate is going to be Justin Fields at 7,100 if you pay up at quarterback. So that's why I think the Prescott and Tua ownership may actually be muted this week uh, because Justin Fields Obviously, rushing equity. The Bears have a 23.75 implied deep total, one of the highest on this slate, facing the awful Arizona Cardinals defense at home. I mean, it's kind of easy to make, you know, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Trey McBride on the run back, or you play Cole Komet, you know, in the tight end spot. Like, it's Justin Fields is kind of easy to stack with because they don't really do anything else other than, like, more and commit. I mean, can you throw in a Mooney? I guess so. But Justin Fields is rushing upside. I know you're big on that, you know, at the quarterback position because they could really separate themselves. But it's also going to be, I mean, this is going to be the chalk. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of Fields, more McBride lineups. And once you start plugging in more at 6,900 and McBride at 5,700, that access to the City Lamb and Tyreek Hill and Mostert and kind of guys from the Pollard, kind of guys from the this this Dolphins Cowboys game, kind of like shrivels away a bit. So I don't think you could avoid playing Justin Fields. I know you you play 150 lineups, but is this the type of thing, John, that Fields has 40 plus upside at quarterback that? You're willing to pay 2K more at quarterback for him because maybe you'll just you'll just need Fields. Um, yeah, I don't know if you'll like you'll need him. So Fields gets his points 
uh, you know, really from like the rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. So he absolutely can get there, but it, it feels more like the kind of thing where when Justin Fields, like Justin Fields can go berserk in any game. So like when he's not highly owned, you should be thinking about Justin Fields because if he does get that 60 yard rushing touchdown, that's going to add a ton of points. And suddenly you know, he's at 2% ownership. Maybe you're like multi-entering and you've got like 15% Justin Fields. Um, and then, you know, you've got like seven and something times the field on a quarterback. who just put up a, a, a outlier score. Uh, when he's like going to be the highest owned quarterback on the slate, I'm totally comfortable like going under the field. Um, just because like, I don't think his chances of hitting are that much higher than they are in any other game. Like Arizona's defense is not something to shy away from, but it's not like we absolutely have to go there. The Bears have the highest implied point total on the slates. I, you know, you know, Fields has got, I guess, under 13 points uh, to have his last three games. Like he can, he can kind of bust too. Um, and so if he's going to bust at high ownership, like I'll, I'll probably be under the field on Justin Fields. No, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of like being under the field on him when he's highly owned and, and over the field when he's you know, single digit ownership. How about the other side of the game? Cause you have a similar profile quarterback as Kyler Murray. Would it be, would it be fruitful to play it from the Kyler Murray side? I mean, you could play essentially the same lineup and just play Kyler Murray for eight, uh, 700 cheaper and ha- at half the ownership. Is, is is that is that appealing to you, or are you the type that if you're going to play this game, you might as well just play it from the Justin Fields side? No, I think I I think there's something to be said for maybe you take the total Justin Fields Kyler Murray ownership, split it in half, right? Like right now we're saying like 15 and and seven and a half. You know, maybe that should just be like 11 each or 10 each. <laughs> um, like split that in half. Like it really is going to come down to whether you want Justin Fields or Kyler Murray is going to come down to well, does one of them get a rushing touchdown? Uh, and that's incredibly hard to predict before the game. Um, so, but, you know, the field is not showing it as hard to predict. The field is showing it as like, we're all going to pile behind Justin Fields. So, and I don't know that that's like warranted. Um, I think that, yeah, you should take some of that Justin Fields ownership and just assign it to Kyler Murray. Uh, and even if the Bears win this game, if Kyler Murray is getting like two passing touchdowns and a, and a rushing touchdown, then he's the quarterback you probably want to have over Justin Fields. So talking about the cheap quarterbacks, the one that's probably going to be the most popular is uh, in this uh, Detroit-Minnesota game. Inside, in the Dome, right, 47 total, 25 on the Lions side, 22 on the Vikings side. I'm expecting Ty Chandler to be one of, if not the highest on running back. And I think that may be true regardless if Madison plays or not. I think Justin Jefferson at 8,100 will be one of, if not the highest on wide receiver. and. 5,300 Mick, Nick Mullins kind of fits in right there. Chandler can catch passes out of the backfield. So I can see you playing Mullins, Chandler, Jefferson, but you're eating a ton of ownership in the process for a three-point home underdog. How much interest do you have in this game at that ownership? And would you be more willing to play the gut? Like you're paying for golf. It feels like you're overpaying for golf just to be different. Cause I don't think Goff is that much different than the cheap quarterbacks. Really? I, then you have Amon Ross St. Brown there, but you're not getting much of a discount on him, right? He's actually a hundred more than Jefferson. I think the lions could score through like multiple people. Or is this the type of thing where you play a Hawkinson or like a Addison or a Laporta? You play one of these guys that can't have a ceiling as a one-off and avoid the stack altogether 
I think I'll be more likely to like stack this game um, or or leave it alone. I mean, I guess I'll end up with some one-offs. But I, I do think I'm going to try to take some of the one-off like ownership that might be going to Justin Jefferson. I do. I think you just find a way to spend up and get like Tyree Kill or, or CeeDee Lamb, um, who I think are going to be less owned. I think from this game, my favorite is probably Ty Chandler, just because of price. Um, and not necessarily a ton else that like separates at the running back position. Um, then I probably like like Nick Mullins. It, it just and again, it's just price. Like, and that's why this game is showing up everywhere. It is just like it's just cheaper. Um, like Justin Jefferson, you're still kind of spending up. Um, so he has to do a lot more. Like he has to be one of the top wide receivers on the slate to like justify this kind of ownership. Um, yeah, I, I think like you know, Chandler had a pretty consistent like, workload last game. Um, so like if that continues, then he's like a, a bargain at like fifty six hundred. Like you're not just not going to find much better cheaper. Um, you know, Nick Mullins kind of the same thing. But like I mean, I I think he's going to be higher owned than we're projecting. Just because of the Justin Jefferson thing, the Ty Chandler thing, like people are going to start setting rules that say, like, you know, give me the, the top, you know, quarterback wide receiver pairing, or give me the top, you know, quarterback with two other offensive players pairing kind of thing. And then you start trying to do a run back, you get Amon Ross St. Brown pretty easily. I feel like this whole combination is going to be like very highly owned. So again, I think that's going to like lead to more ownership on Nick Mullins. So I'm not necessarily more inclined to like go to Jared Doff and try to like spend up quarterback and play it that way um i'm just more inclined to like try to overstack this game uh or or just like take some of the one-off exposure and then just try to get like seed lamb or tyree kill instead for me i would be concerned with a lineup construction that has justin jefferson as a one-off with a different cheap quarterback so for instance if you were going to go and play some other 5k quarterback in some stack, let's say you're stacking, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the, the cheapos, the vomit stacks. You make a vomit stack and you play Justin Jefferson. Well, I mean, to me, I would, if you're going to play Jefferson as a one-off, you play it in a lineup where you're playing Justin Fields, you're playing, you're paying up at quarterback because if Justin Jefferson gets 35 points, like it's, I mean, how does, how does Nick Mullins doesn't, ha- doesn't have 20 plus for 5,300? That playing a different 5K range quarterback with Justin Jefferson seems to like, you might as well just, even though the ownership may be a big difference, it's like the Justin Jefferson one-off ceiling, like is going to pay off a 5K quarterback. So you just, you you get the point there? Like, why am I playing CJ Beathard in a Justin Jefferson one-off lineup when I could just plug in Mullins there? No, no, I think that's a really good point. That's the kind of thing that I will end up with in my lineups that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh, I should figure out a way to prevent that, <laughs> right? Like, because, yeah, that's true. Like, if you're not paying attention, you're like, well, what if, like, Mullins doesn't hit? And you start playing around the, with some of the cheaper quarterbacks. It's like, okay, and then, like, who's the next? Like, who's the last, like, wide receiver, like, most expensive, like, payup I can, I can afford? And you end up with Justin Jefferson. Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, like, yeah, if, just, if Justin Jefferson hits enough to be a one-off, then that's going to bring Nick Mullins, you know, at 5,300 or whatever, right along with him. Um, so, yeah, that's, that is a mistake that I will probably end up making um, unless I like, really pay attention and, and make sure that it doesn't happen. Right. That's a difference between like the Tua Tyreek type of thing because Tua is 7,800. Tyreek could get 35 plus points and Tua could still be the eighth highest scoring quarterback from a salary perspective because when he scores 
26 points at 7,800, that isn't as valuable as 23 points at 5K, right? So that's right. The, really the difference between, like, why when you have a cheap quarterback and an expensive one-off as a receiver, because it's like you, you you don't expect Justin Jefferson to have an end-around touchdown where Mullins, you know, isn't getting credit for the passing touchdown. He's, if he's getting 150 yards and two touchdowns, like Mullins gets there, like for his price, he's 5K. He's he's not like 6,200, 6,500. He's so cheap that if he gets 20 points, you're you're gold. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was I feel like there was a wide receiver on last week's slate that I, I had this exact same thought process, and then I saw him like running into the end zone on end around. I'm like, you know, uh, like one of those like white yeah the wide receiver sweep touchdown or whatever. Oh yeah, did Jaden like Jaden Reed or or D, like yeah. Debo? Debo could get there without Brock Purdy getting there. Like that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. They give him those types of plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's unlikely to happen with Justin Jefferson. Um, so it, it is, yeah. So he's gonna bring his quarterback right along with him. I, I do I think there's something to be said for maybe this slate, what you're trying to do, especially on DraftKings, is you're like paying down a quarterback, making sure you pair that quarterback with his like top wide receiver. Um, and then you're like cycling through some of the more expensive pieces of the, you know, Dallas and uh, Miami game. And that's giving you like very different lineup constructions. I think instead of like just that Nick Mullins, Detroit, Minnesota stack. Okay. Let's start talking about a little bit more off the board. Cause there's only nine games. It's like that, that we, we, we've already talked about three games. So there's only six games left. Yeah. Uh, is there a game that's maybe a little bit more off the board, a stack that's a little bit less owned, maybe cheaper, right? We're getting into kind of, Almost everything else on the slate is kind of a vomit stack regardless because, like, we've just basically covered all the expensive players. Uh, so what is a game that maybe you'll be a little bit more over than the field? Uh, I'm worried that I'm going to, like, take your vomit stack immediately, <laughs> but I'll go. Um, I, I think, like, if, you know, along those lines of, like, trying to find, like, a cheaper quarterback with, like, a good wide receiver, um, This in this case, maybe – facing a, a terrible pass defense um, and then trying, you know, gets you more expensive pieces from other games about like Trevor Simeon and Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, like, I, I think people are going to have a hard time clicking on Trevor Simeon. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, what if he gets there? Yeah. You know, like 4,700 on DraftKings. And again, this is like maybe more of a DraftKings uh, strategy, the, a FanDuel strategy. Cause like you don't necessarily get that much dropping down in quarterback on FanDuel. But I think, uh, you know, like on DraftKings, I mean, you're getting, like what's the price difference between Simeon and um, and like the, the more expensive quarterbacks is like thirty three thousand something. So right. um, like that that gets you like to pay off from like a mid range wide receiver to one of the more expensive wide receivers on the slate, and you're still affording like Garrett Wilson. Right, I think if you played this, you'd go Simeon, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, and Terry McLaurin as a run back. I'm not, it's the Jets defense. So like, I'm not even opposed to like not, not even playing any commander, but come into this reality that the Jets are favored at home by three with a 20.25 <laughs> implied team total. And Trevor Simeon is their quarterback. So like, like you take a look at the team total and I think more people will be on Brees Hall than on the stack. I don't think Brees Hall is going to be chalk, but he may be like maybe the fourth or fifth highest owned Running back, and I think the Jets will be one of the top two or three defenses on the side. So I think there will be a lot more Brees Hall plus Jets lineups than there will be Jets passing lineups. 
So I'm on board. It's not the vomit. It's not my number one vomit stack, though. Okay. Uh, but but you you if someone were to predict what the vomit stack was, you the jet the, you 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 got you you like I I think I'm going to steal it from Blender and you didn't, but <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm on board with that also because my vomit stack, John, my top vomit stack. Can I interest you in a team that has a team total of 23 and a half, which is yeah. pretty damn high. 23 and a half is higher than the Vikings. It's higher than the, it's higher than, it's almost as high as the Bears, right? It's not that, it's one point behind the Cowboys. And it's uh, it's a team that you never trust, but they have a cheap quarterback. And they have, they, if you go by talent, they got, they got people to pair them up with. And uh, how do you like me, uh, John, some Taylor Heineke stacks? And I think that you could you could pair him. You could even pair him with Bijan Robinson. I think you could do Heineke plus two of Robinson, Pitts, and London. Uh, they're facing the Colts, who typically have a pretty weak pass defense. It really just comes down to how Arthur Smith is going to play this game. Uh, Josh Downs is a good run back. Jonathan Taylor could be, depending on Moss's status. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not really opposed. I don't think any of these guys are really going to, I don't think Drake London's going to be owned at 5,100. I think at tight end, we got so many other tight ends. You're going to either pay down for someone like Chig, or you're going to pay up for McBride or for Ninjoku or one of those types of guys that Pitts is there. Just people don't like playing the Falcons because you can't really trust them, but this is a good game environment. They have a healthy team total. Indianapolis plays at one of the highest pace paces in the entire league. Is there is there a reason for me not to play this and, and cheap? I mean, I can fit Tyreek Hill into this type of lineup. So, like, yeah, anything where I could fit in Ceedee Lamb or Tyreek Hill into into a lineup, I got to pay attention to while still taking four guys from the same game. No, I, I think that's great. Like, I think that's a great idea. I, I really like Taylor Heineke back from his like DC days. Like, he can rush the ball too. Like, he can run the ball. Um, so like we don't need like that crazy. That's the thing with the, like these cheaper guys. Like we don't even necessarily need to find a game that's going to go off, right? Like we don't need this game to go sixty points. We just need Taylor Heineke to run in a touchdown, maybe throw one to Drake London and one to Kyle Pitts, and suddenly all all those guys are like paying off their salary. Um, and I don't even know if you need to double stack him or like, have a bring back or anything like that. Um, you just need them to put like a few touchdowns on the board in the right place. Um, you know, you want to get like Algier and Cordell Patterson, Patterson out of there. Right? Like you're just hoping the ball you know, doesn't go to one of those guys um, because it, yeah, if it does like end up more concentrated where you're just getting like the Bijan and, and Terrell Heineke and, and Drake London, um, you know, and, and Kyle Pitts and like some mix and match of that, of that side of the game, then like, yeah, then you're getting the more expensive, um, other games that I think are really going to be under owned uh, be just because of price. Okay. So do you have a, do, do you have another game that kind of fits this for, I mean, we, we only got four games left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could see maybe Seattle and Tennessee. Um, you know, Tennessee has got the, was it pass funnel defense? Um, it's really more just becoming like a bad defense as we, as the season goes on. Um, so, and I do, I think people and Kitchen will, would say otherwise. Soccer Dave would say the Titans, yeah, <laughs> yeah you right. got to roll with them. Um, 
I think people might be off Geno Smith, assuming it is Geno Smith, uh, you know, as he comes back for the game after the Drew Locke game. And I, yeah, so I think people are going to be off that side. Like Seattle's got a pretty decent implied point total. You've got a defense that we know is like forcing the ball through the air, at least for most of the season. Um, and, you know, so then if Tennessee comes back, I, I don't know, like if that's a, a side, I would necessarily bring like a Tennessee run back. Um, but yeah, you could play DeAndre Hopkins. It looks like I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be starting that game. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, I, I would, yeah, I would definitely consider some Seattle stacks. You don't necessarily need a one-off, but you could go there. Uh, another vomit stack that it's a vomit is, is, uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Joe Flacco. I think Devin Singletary at 5,500 is going to be very popular. and. I'm not a big fan of playing underdog, 19-point total, running backs against the best defense in the NFL. But I don't mind doing that if uh, if the game goes off. So, like, I think Singletary is one of these, these players that his median for the price is great. So, like, you play him in cash games. But I think his ceiling is quite limited in this spot for touchdowns. Can he catch five balls out of the backfield? Can he touch the ball 30 times? It may be one of those things where he touches the ball 30 times and still only scores 14 fantasy points, which for 5,500 is is fine, right? But if I'm going to play him, I'd rather play him in a game where maybe the Browns actually have to have to play ball. And seems like they don't mind letting Flacco drop back. I mean, like, it seems like this new offense is we got Flacco and... I mean, he dropped back over 40 times last game, and it's not like he needs to. Like, it's not these types of things where they're down two touchdowns, and yeah, obviously he's going to be dropping back a lot. It's like, no, they, they've been leaning much more pass-heavy, and these pieces on the, on the on the Browns are fairly reasonably priced, and you know where the ball's going. Essentially, you're going to play Flacco plus one of Moore or Cooper and David Njoku at the tight end position. And then you can play Singletary in that type of lineup. And then you don't have to worry about, <coughs> you don't really have to worry about 30% on Singletary ownership because everyone else in your lineup is kind of low-ish owned. And Joke will be owned, but I think McBride will be higher owned at tight end. So that'll mute in Joku's ownership. But like, I don't, I'm not thrilled about this. I mean, these guys used to be a little bit cheaper, but especially if like Nico Collins is playing, if Stroud is back, like if the Texans could actually put up an offense, like, and Cleveland doesn't mind passing a lot more than they have been. I don't mind taking a shot on this game. Yeah, actually I agree. And I don't even mind like flipping it. Like you, you mentioned um, uh, Nico Collins. I, I was uh, looking up like who was, uh, who led the NFL in, in yards per catch earlier this season, I was like ex- totally expecting to, to see Tyree Kill's name there. It was uh, Nico Collins. Um, I think you can flip this game around because like, like Jerome Ford is basically the same price as Singletary. And he's going to have a, yeah, I think we're projecting like one tenth the ownership on DraftKings. Um, you know, maybe like one seventh or something on, on FanDuel. Um, and so like, could you play like for the price, like you could flip this and even have like a Casey Keenum, like Nico Collins, um, and Jerome Ford, right? Like all the same prices and positions, you're just flipping the teams. I think you go either way. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like Joe Flacco definitely in play. Um, he's got like talented wide receivers. 
Um, and you can play that then with Devin Singletary, or you could even have like a Joe Flacco or Jerome Ford lineup. Another cheap quarterback. This is the toughest game for me because I'm not sure what the ownership is going to be. It's the Jacksonville-Tampa Bay game. Our projections show that Baker Mayfield is going to be popular in the 6K range, and I I don't know if I believe that as much. And also Rashad White at 14% at 7,400. Rashad White is in this like weird pricing range at running back on DraftKings where if you play him alongside a Chandler, alongside a Singletary, it kind of prices you out. Unless you're playing like a 3K wide receiver, it prices you out of a Jefferson or any of the high-end wide receivers. So like Etienne at 6,600, I just get the sense like, some of this ownership, it looks high for me. I think the Buccaneers' defense will be popular at 2,600. Obviously, this is all under the guise that C.J. Beathard is starting at quarterback and not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, as for, I just saw on Twitter he's still he's not out of the concussion protocol. But, like, Calvin Ridley, Evan Engram, like, if, if Jacksonville could actually have an offense, like, we know where the ball, like Jacksonville, a lot of times stacking the pass is like, well, we got multiple, you got Kirk, you got Zay Jones, you got, you know, all these pieces. And now it's kind of like, like how much work is like Parker Washington and Jamal Agnew and Tim Jones really taken up? CJ Beathard's cheap. Like if people are going to play Mayfield at 6K, why don't I just play Beathard plus two, Ridley plus Engram, play Rashad White on the other side at lower ownership and, Hope this game goes off. The problem with this is that obviously you're not getting a Tyreek or CeeDee Lamb in this type of lineup. So to me, I just I just feel like Jacksonville should be higher owned and it's not showing that way in our projected ownership. And the Buccaneers should be less owned. And I, I, I don't know. I, I can't get a sense of this game or maybe it's the type of game that you're not as interested in. So this one, I think, is actually going to be a big difference between FanDuel and DraftKings because on uh, DraftKings, Rashad Wade is the most expensive running back. Uh, on FanDuel, I think he's like the sixth or seventh most expensive running back. So like Rashad Wade is much easier to get to on FanDuel. And that I think it's going to like affect ownership for the whole game. Um, I, I, I'm not I don't love playing Baker Mayfield uh, just because like he, he's not a quarterback that's going to get you a ton of rushing yardage. So like it, when he gets like priced up even just a little bit. Um, a little bit like Jared Goff, right? Where I don't know, like there's just other, I'd rather, just rather try to play it like a Russian quarterback or a, a quarterback who could just go berserk. Um, so, uh, yeah, I could probably not going to be on the Baker Mayfield side so much. I can see like it's a lot of Rashad White on FanDuel. Um, and then I can see like running it back with Jacksonville pieces. It'll be interesting to see like what shakes out. Yeah, if it's like Trevor Lawrence, um, or is it, yeah, CJ Beathard, uh, like I could have some interest in the Jacksonville wide receivers as cheaper pieces here. Um, you know, like Parker Washington, Jamal Agnew, like we'll have to see, like they could end up being chalk, like especially if Trevor Lawrence ends up playing, um, then you'd, you know, you'd be sitting there question like, why am I not going to play like some 3000 ish uh, wide receivers that have, that have Trevor Lawrence throwing them the ball against like the Buccaneers defense. Um, so I could actually see this game getting a higher ownership. We just kind of have to see how the, the injury reports, uh, uh, yeah, how the injury reports play out. Because, yeah, I think, like, like Jamal Agnew and, and Parker Washington, um, 
I get Parker Washington's like done pretty well <laughs> since since uh, moving in. So um, I can see those guys getting some ownership that like is not showing up now. Right. I mean, we have Zay Jones out in the projections. So I mean, the yeah. stuff that we see on the screen is with that in regard. Let's just talk. We've already eight. It's a nine game slate. There's no point in just not going to the last game. It's the lowest total on the slate. It's the Packers at the Panthers. I mean, Chuba Hubbard is getting, like, the volume. Do you really want to play for ceiling a 16.5-point team total Panthers running back? Bryce Young seems to not be able to complete passes to anyone. Uh, I... Jordan Love is at 6,500 seems like a stretch to me. We're not sure what's going on with Jaden Reed. I mean, I like some of these pieces like Dontavian Wicks, especially if uh, if Reed is out. But Aaron Jones always scares me, right? Even if Dylan is out, they'll still throw in Patrick Taylor to spell him, and he'll be out for a series at a time. Jonathan Mingo like from a from a volume perspective of targets should probably have more fantasy points but he doesn't the cheapness is here just that i don't know this at out of all the games on this slate i almost i almost feel more confident that the jets put up more points on the commanders than either of these teams scoring a ton of points even though the panthers defense isn't good i just don't trust the packers off yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, this game's got the lowest total. <laughs> we, it. we got to it last for a reason. Um, I will probably be under. I, I could see if, like, Jaden Reed is out. I hadn't really thought about it. Like, Jaden Reed is out. Like, Christian Watts is out. Then suddenly, like, Dante Bean Wicks, uh, who I presume is still pretty cheap. Like, then maybe he does become appealing. Um, I kind of agree that there's, like, just not much I want to be on from this game. Um, I, I can't believe I won a million dollars with a Bryce Young quarterback lineup <laughs> earlier this season. That's going to go down like in a few years. I might be like, oh, yeah, I remember Bryce Young. Um, yeah, I don't I, I'm Don't give your money back. Don't make any more Bryce Young lineups. Always stay up. You can only right, go down exactly. from there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give that money back to the house. <laughs> um, like, I, I agree. I, the um, Yeah, Panthers changed coaches like a few weeks ago. And I was thinking like maybe they're just going to like let Bryce Young air it out. Maybe there was like some coaching. Uh, and it seems to have gone the other direction where they're like, we're just trying to protect his confidence by not letting him like, throw the ball. Um, and you said like, yeah, Jonathan Mingo gets the targets, um, but just never seems to put up the points. Like there could be a reason for that. <laughs> it could be Bryce Young. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to be leaving this game alone. Like unless, unless there's injury situations that crop up, um, you know, that we're maybe not expecting right now. Like, assuming Jaden Reed is playing. Um, yeah, there's not a rule that says you have to play something from every game. Um, so probably won't be playing this one. I mean, maybe, you know, if you're doing 150 lineups and you want to do like a Jordan Love stack, you know, or two or, you know, even a Bryce Young stack. We don't know. Like, maybe this is the game. Um, I just, uh, yeah, probably going to have less of this game as as the total would indicate. And you're going to be on the, the solo ship show later today, talking it out with uh, Jam to win. Yep. Yeah. So solo ship, um, I got my stacks article. We'll get put together at some point today. You know, the regular expert survey, line of HQ tags. I'm still one of the last uh, grayed out guys there. <laughs> uh, so got to get those in. Um, those usually come in, you know, right after I complete the expert survey. So um, yeah, good. Uh, like, you know, regular content coming out, even though it's uh, Christmas Eve, 
slate, but um, yeah, we'll get the content out today. And so, uh, and then doing solo ship this afternoon, that usually gets released uh, later tonight. And I don't know if people realize that Roto Grinders isn't just daily fantasy sports. We also have a props and pick them package, right? We have our experts that, uh, you know, put in their, their picks, their, their, their for underdog prize picks. We have that, that stuff. We have sports betting stuff. We have a pick them tool. We have a props tool. One of the things I use the most here is, is the props tool. Now you could download our statistical projections. If you're a premium member, which is what I do and you can get everything right. So you just get, here's the CSV feel free. You compare it all you want to whatever books that you have. So even if you're not playing DFS, you could always just download that and just, you know, make 200 bets on prop bets on all your sports books and stuff like that. But if you're being a little bit more selective, we have the scores and odds prop model, which is tied to the Roto Grinders projections, which will just show you the top 20. I'll always check the timestamps for everything just to make sure you're not looking at yesterday's or some injury happened and it has to be updated. But you can see here you have all these NFL props. It'll show you what book. You know, as the best number based on our projections, you know, we have like Joshua Palmer here, over three and a half receptions, 23% edge, stuff like that. Uh, we have this for multiple sports. I use it a lot for NHL. Like yesterday, use it for NHL, made a couple hundred bucks, right? Just off the going three. Uh, Alex, say you follow over one and a half shots on DraftKings as a 6.15% edge compared to our NHL projection so even if you're not playing nhl dfs right even if you're not playing dfs maybe the, the after football a lot of people like oh i play nfl dfs and that's it you don't play nba is too much of a headache right maybe mlb is too boring for you and you're like okay now what do i do after nfl season it's like well the thing about props is that it doesn't take that much time right you can just load this up in the afternoon bang out your bets right i go i go i mean i literally john People don't believe me, John. I literally go down like this, 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 this table here. It lists all my bets. Like people ask me, what are your NHL bets? What are your picks? These are my picks, right? You could, you could might as well call the prop model top 20 in NHL to be Jordan's blenders locks of the day. If you, if you, if that makes you feel more comfortable, because this is how I do it. So like I did this yesterday, I made a couple hundred bucks, right? Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. I, I end up with a, on NHL, I think I'm at a little over 8% ROI. What do I know about hockey? Nothing, nothing. I use our projections. Dane, Moneyball, 16, great projections. So I just bang these out. Whenever I get NHL boosts, whenever I get boosts, like yesterday, I got an NFL boost for a parlay, right? So you have to put in an SGP. They give you a 50% boost or whatever. And it's like, okay, I want to take advantage of it. What three things should I put together? I go to the prop model in the props and pick and package. And I go, what are the top three in this game? Put them together. I put together on Caesars, $50 one yesterday. Took me two, it took me what? Two minutes, two seconds. Put them together. One, two, three, 50 bucks into $565 on an SGP. Just using the prop model here at Roto-Grinders, which you can get separately. If you don't feel like playing for premium, which gets you everything, which the DFS stuff and all the, all the sports. We're running a sale right now. 50% 50% off your first month. It's cheap enough as it is. I don't even know why they're running the sale. I think the, the price should be like 10 times the amount, but they they won't. They won't do it. I, 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 I say that because the more people that are betting these NHL numbers, 
the more likely that DraftKings isn't going to put up those numbers anymore. And I don't want that to happen. I'm making tons of money on DraftKings. So truthfully, I don't want you to buy this. I don't, I want to keep this to myself. All the people betting NHL props want to keep this to themselves, but I'm being forced by the corporate entities to promote <laughs> this. 50% off your first month. And uh, feel free to get my NHL locks of the day just on the, the top the top 20 there. Is that, Dev, Devin's here smiling. Devin, come on. Is, is, was, that's the best sell, sales pitch, right? I top, think I, top I notch. The best sales pitch. <laughs> top notch. This, it's funny. This is, I know this is like a standard, like, promo read i had no idea this is my first time where we've had this like promo i had no idea we had this this is amazing you can like download this as a csv opens right in excel i'm gonna start using this <laughs> like you're already I know, that's what, I, that's that's know what I do john i down i go to our nhl projections we have the projections page so i mean like you could go more sports nhl like if you're a premium member if you're just a prop to pick them you're just going to get this tape you're not going to get our stat level projections so if you're a premium member, which gets everything, you can go down here. You go down here, DFS projections, projected ownership, and stat level projections. You go to view now, right? And here you go. Here's that, this table, right, with all these shots and everything, all the stuff over here, is what's in this, in this muscle. So the top 20, based on the edge, compared to the current lines on DraftKings, uh, most of the best lines for NHL are going to be on DraftKings. It'll just show you right here. But... Today, there's only like four games. So like most likely, these are pretty much the only 20 bets I'm going to make because I mean, some of these edges are like 1% and you know, like not that much. But on a day where there's 13 games, like dude, I, I, I'm i putting in like 100, 120 because this list could go down more than 20. So I just go to the here. I download the CSV. I open it up in Excel, right? I do a merge with the lines on the books and I make that calculation that's on this, this page myself. So if you're a premium member, you already got this, right? You got this and more. But if you just want, if you want blenders locks of the day in NHL, all you have to do is go to the grid prop model, top 20, and uh, whatever URL here. And there you go. So you never have to ask me. Don't DM me. What are my locks of the day, right? What are the plays of the week? What are the whatever, whatever, whatever kooky thing, you know, the, the guaranteed winners. You can't say that type of stuff. No, but here are all the edges here. And, uh, the more people that use this, the better the lines are going to be. So I don't want you to use this. It's too good for you to use. So please don't take advantage. Don't click on the link in the description. Don't get 50% off because you, you're you're going to take money out of my own. Whatever mind. you do. Whatever you do. <laughs> we'll work on getting that subtitle on the page. Blenders locks. <laughs> right. The, right. The top, top 20 prop model should be blenders locks. And the, and the selling point on everything should be please don't click on this blender is making too much money and he wants it's just, to keep it's it just you from the discord the meme right oh no more people have no but the devin we've seen that like the other day on wednesday or tuesday or something like that like the the, the table got updated because the block shots props came up and i swear less than five minutes after it came up i went to go bet the block shots and they took all of them off the board they literally took the whole market of all block shots off the board. And then they, they put up a couple like an hour later. So it's like, obviously someone got to it before I could get to it and put way too much money down. You got to be sneaky. You got to be like me. I put like 30 bucks each. And I just like, I just want to go under the radar. Give me 30 bucks each on all these. And let me keep on going forever. 
right? Instead of trying to put like 500 bucks on these things, but but that that's how good our NHL projections are. I'm not saying the other ones aren't good also, but especially for NHL, I I mean I literally just I I will literally use this table when this show is over and just go to DraftKings. It takes me 3 minutes cuz I just do search. Search for this, search for that, search for this and go bang 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 bang. 30 bucks each. Enter $600. There you go. Done. And then I'll check for the block shots in about an hour or two when they come out. And I try to get to that before. I mean, look, Devin, haven't you seen on Twitter Andy Means complaining that DraftKings has limited him? Right? Andy ruined it for himself. We don't want to ruin it. (laughs) Don't ruin it for me. Please don't. Blender was doing it before it was cool, everybody. Right. This is the only selling point where I'm telling people not to click on the link in the description and get 50% on it. Please, for the love of God, don't cut into my profits. Don't cut into my profit, please. I don't want the numbers to change. I don't want them to go down. Feel free to do it. Do five bucks a bet. Do 10 bucks a bet. That's fine. That's fine with me. But don't put 500 bucks down and get the get the numbers knocked off the board. Please, don't do it. Act like you've been uh, here. <laughs> right. Uh, anything else, John? Any promote? Anything macro-wise? Anything? Just plan on winning a million dollars on Christmas Eve. That's that's your plan. Yeah, everybody just have a Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, nothing else. Uh, no no UFC this weekend. No no UFC till like mid mid January. Um, but uh, then the, then Fighting Fridays will come back where we don't really talk about UFC anyway. I gotta take the screen share off the board. Too many people are probably looking, going. They're gonna copy all that. No, take <laughs> they're taking your taking uh, your profits. Uh, their programming note: No show Monday. No show Tuesday. You won't see a thumbnail. Okay, so you know that there's no show. It doesn't mean I'm dead. Okay, so a lot of people, like, you don't do a show. They're like, okay, you got fired from Roto Grinders. It's never coming back. No, it's obviously, it's it's the holidays, whatever. It's Christmas and stuff. I don't work on Christmas. I don't care I'm Jewish. I ain't working on Christmas, right? So uh, so I won't be here Monday and Tuesday, but we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, go check out John's articles. Go check out the Solo Ship Show later today. Talks about single entry strategy with JM to win. And uh, hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Subscribe button if you're new here. And the notification bell to always know when we go live. Where I'm usually here Monday through Friday. 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about. In Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them. On Roto Grinders. Today.